Hi, this is Ben Lowe with Back to the Bible Canada and our Truth and Life Today program this week with Dr. John Newfeld. You can subscribe to this program on YouTube, you can like us on Facebook, or download our Back to the Bible app and you can see the program every week there. Dr. Newfeld, welcome. Thank you. Great. We've got some uh, some more great questions from our from our viewers and listeners in respect to uh, the things they're curious about and what the Bible has to say about about the Word of God, but also about just Christian living in general. And uh, we got one question in respect to money. Actually, there's a few different questions, but but they're interesting questions, and and I think things that all of us have to deal with as as Christian people. Yeah, I would think, Ben, that. Money is always interesting to everyone. Money is always interesting. <laughs> it's always a going concern for certain. But here's the question. Is it wrong for us to invest in the stock market or, or to use mutual funds or retirement funds or, or save for retirement for that matter? Yeah, those are different questions. Yeah. Uh, the question on stock market, I mean, I think sometimes individuals equate stock markets with gambling, yeah. and we really need to make a distinction between that. I mean, it's not gambling, it's actually investing in legitimate businesses. I mean, I think that's what we need to say. And so I can't see any reason why we would have an ethical concern unless the company that we're investing in is an unethical company. Mm -hmm. And as you and I know, that brings up the whole issue of mutual funds, because the whole premise of mutual funds is to invest widely in numerous different companies. And most of us, and myself included, uh, who have mutual funds, I don't know everywhere where my money is invested. And so there are these things called ethical funds, which try to make sure that certain ethical guidelines are dealt with, and and some are more successful in doing that than others. So Mm -hmm. I think that might be an issue that that people need to look at. So the issue isn't regarding uh, investing in mutual funds, it's just being aware of what those mutual funds represent. Sure, exactly, yeah. 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 Uh, Let's consider good stewardship. Um, You know, we've had a few people who would uh, ask us, you know, how do I use my money? What, how do I become a good steward? I recognize that there's, you know, we are, I tithe to my church, uh, I give to ministries. Am, am I at liberty though as well to use my money for, for my personal benefit, yeah. for vacations, or should I feel badly about that? I'm gonna say this, everyone's going to use their money for vacations, so some might feel badly about it and some won't, but we're all gonna do it, right? Yeah. So, so let's come to terms with that. I think the idea of stewardship is the idea that God owns everything and uh, that God has in, uh, entrusted to us uh, the, the amount of money that he has and he's asked us to invest wisely. Now, out of what is God's, God allows us to give ourselves a salary. Hmm. Uh, I think that's the way to, to look at it so that he allows us to use our money in a wise way. So, I mean, we're gonna have to ask ourselves questions in terms of personal expenditures, how much is too much? I mean, how big of a house do I need? What does simple living actually look like? I mean, all those kind of questions I think are real questions, and I think that honest Christians are gonna ask themselves those questions. Um, I have sometimes wondered why it is that whenever our income level uh, increases, uh, suddenly our expenditures increase at the same time. It would be wonderful to see believers to say, you know, God has blessed me, I'm going to use this additional blessing and invest it wisely in kingdom ventures. Yeah. So I think that's what we really need to ask. How at the end of the day, when I appear before the Lord and I hand him over my bank uh, statements and when he examines them, will he say, well done, good and faithful servant? Yeah. Or was everything simply spent on myself? Yeah. I mean, I think that's an issue. Yeah. We had a, a passage of scripture that was being asked about that has a, 
uh, some respects to do with money. And so let me share it with you, and then you can just respond to, uh, to help us understand it. And it's found in Proverbs chapter 13 and verses 7 and 8, and it says, One man pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. Another pretends to be poor, yet has great wealth. A man's riches may ransom his life, but a poor man hears no threat. Yeah, isn't that, that's a beautiful passage of scripture. I think maybe take it one section at a time. One person pretends to be rich, but has nothing. Now, I would think that in our culture, that's really prevalent. Mm -hmm. Because I think pretending to be rich, especially are those people who live on indebtedness. In Canada, the level of indebtedness continues to rise, and it has a lot to do, I think, with the low interest rates that we're going through right now. But many of us are thinking, well, you know, this is going to go on well into the future. So whenever we take a loan, we are banking on several things. One, that my health is always going to be as it is today. Um, and we certainly don't have that. Scripture is very clear. Um, the other thing that we say is that my income level will always be. And so uh, I think that things will going to remain the same. Of course, you and I know that there are individuals who don't even ask themselves that question. But I think the person who's pretending to be rich is the guy who's bought himself a nice car. And he says, well, I can afford to make the monthly payments. And if I can, I guess they just take it away. It's the person who overextends on their credit card and begins to buy things and uh, eventually finds out that he's at a 17% rate of return, which he's now paying to the credit card companies rather than investing in the things that the Lord has. So you're investing in Visa and MasterCard rather than in the work of the Lord. So mm -hmm. I think that's just frankly been, I think it's a sin. Okay. I've always said that individuals who have that problem need to have plastic surgery. They need to cut up their cards. Yeah. And they need to re remember that, you know, God in his mercy and providence has given us a certain amount and we're called upon to be righteous in our dealing with it. So I think the person who's pretending to have a lot is the person who's in debt up to their eyeballs. Okay. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. And scripture speaks against that. But the other person pretends to have nothing and yet is rich. Now, yeah. there's two ways that we can see that. We can talk about inner riches, but you might have an individual who indeed has a great deal of capital, but has not invested in this world's goods. I, I know of one individual who's lived in a very you know, a very ordinary home and is a multi-multi-millionaire and has been pouring it into missions for years yeah. and continues to do that simply because he believes that God has given him this kind of an investment into the Lord's work. So I think it really is for each one of us to say, what would be a reasonable style in which we can live? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think we need to ask that. But I think perhaps we should also add to that that a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his or her possessions. And so we need to say to people, you know, your worth being the kingdom of heaven has nothing to do with the bottom line in your bank account. Isn't it interesting because uh, you know many and I know some of these people that, uh, that are actually very wealthy, yeah. but you would never guess it walking down the street. Yeah. And yet their, their, their whole compulsion is to understand that God has provided these resources for me to do something. And what he's chosen for me to do is to invest in the kingdom. And ultimately, that's where our long-term investment is. You know, when you read Jesus on this issue, I mean, Jesus has so many warnings about money. It always surprises me that we're not taking him more seriously. 
I mean, if money really is a trap and the love of money has upset the faith of many and pierced them through with many griefs. So we've got to see of all the list of things that happen, we should look at our money and we should say, this has the capacity to destroy me. I suspect very few people say those things and we deal in such a cavalier fashion with it. Um, so again, I think that the antidote to all of this is to ask myself the question, what do I need to live? And yeah, the question of a vacation comes in. I mean, why not take some time and, and rest, recover, recuperate for the next leg? Um, ben, if I'd like to add something else too, and that's the whole issue of retirement, because more and more people are beginning to realize that, you know, if I can get a big enough pile, you know, at the end of my life, I can drop out of life, do nothing, live on a wrinkle farm in, in Palm Springs, and, uh, and just kind of drop out on life. And you've got to ask yourself, is that what Christ created you for? Is that your task and your goal in life? Or is your task to be productive in the Lord's service for a lifetime and then to go home and stand before him and say, well done, good and faithful servant. An excess of money can lead individuals to a life in which they accomplish nothing because they're simply living on this nest egg that they've, that they've developed. So it's really not the nest egg that's the issue though. It's what am I going to do post my official retirement is how am I investing my life and my resources? Yeah, sure, it absolutely is. Although I think, and, and there's nothing wrong with a nest egg, and I'm gonna argue that exactly. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, Proverbs talks about that the, the fool is the person who spends everything that he has. Hmm. And the wise man leaves something left over, and that's, that's just wise living. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we're gonna recognize that we take nothing with us. And at some level, Ben, I think we should try to understand how we can live by faith. Yeah. Is there something God is asking me to do that maybe, maybe it's just gonna stretch me a little bit monetarily. You know, and instead of opting out, this could be, perhaps be the most productive years of ministry that you might ever have. Oh, really could be. A person retires from their work life yeah. and then invests in the Lord's work. And you and I know a lot of individuals who, who maybe their best years are doing that kind of thing. Volunteerism, looking to pray for leaders, uh, adding wisdom to uh, it, all that good stuff. Uh, can enrich so many. Now you told me an interesting story and we may have done it on air or talked about it on air about this woman who had retired uh, and she was going to spend the rest of her time doing something. But every, every year she would go away and you found out what she was doing later on, I think. Can you tell <laughs> yeah. that story? Yeah, again? it's a beautiful story. I mean, she used to, when I was pastoring, she worked in our info desk and she always say, Pastor, I'm not going to be here in December. All December I'm in Mexico. And I thought, well, good for her. She's taking her... Uh, you know, the darkest time of the year in this country, and so yeah, she's yeah. getting it. And after she passed away, I found out that her time in Mexico was spent to a large degree on a garbage dump, dealing with the poor, and working in a soup kitchen. And uh, the pastor of the church that she was working with in Mexico wrote me to tell me how much she had meant to them there. I was overwhelmed, she had told no one. What a beautiful story that was. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, John, for our time together. You know, just talking about the whole issue of money that can be a taboo to some people, uh, but God is interested, isn't he? Well, he is, and, and I must say that whenever I've spoken on money in my pastoral ministry, I have found that I got more criticism on money than I could have on end times, women in ministry, sexuality, I mean, you name it. Money was the most controversial one. It just seems like there's a lot of nerve endings that run from our wallet to our heart, right? So, yeah. yeah.
Thanks so much for joining us. And remember, if you want to know more about Back to the Bible Canada, more about truth and life today, you can go to backtothebible.ca. And in fact, you can even donate to support the ministry there as well. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you're enjoying the new Truth and Life Today show with Dr. John Newfeld. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode each week. But we want you to be involved in the show. To submit your own personal questions to Dr. John, you can email us at info at backtothebible.ca or find us on Facebook by searching Truth and Life Today.